Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jenna from DC Fitness out of Gray, Tennessee. Welcome, Jenna. How are you today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I'm excited to have you here and to learn more about DC Fitness. Share that with our listener. Before we dive into the business stuff and, and all of that, just give us a little bit of a backstory, Jenna. You know, what was it that um, led to DC Fitness? Um, so, so DC Fitness was created uh, five years ago in 2017 by my husband, Derek Carson, that's DC Fitness. Um, he's been a lifetime personal trainer, um, fitness buff, um, had a background in business, and um, he took over the space from another gym. Um, and so his main thing was bringing a, a gym, a community gym to the area, to the, to the community. He also provided a lot of uh, people for personal training in the facility. Um, that was his dream. That's what he loved to do. Awesome. And so now, you know, you're, you're the owner of this business and kind of give us an elevator pitch of DC Fitness, who you are, the different services that you guys provide now paint a picture for our listeners all gyms are a little bit different um they're all yeah. a little bit different so kind of give us a feel for who you are well dc fitness has gone through some changes um it would be nice to get back to where it was um but right now dc fitness is a 24 7 community facility um offered to the residents or visitors of the area, the Tri-Cities area. Um, it offers, you know, cardio equipment, it offers free weights, it offers um, racks, all kinds of racks. Um, it was provided quite a bit of personal training. Um, however, that's changed, um, not from business sense of, it was just forced into that due to Derek's death and the other personal trainers going on somewhere else. I think that was because of an emotional attachment to him. Um, we have not, um, as we've settled, we, I've not, I've not restarted any of the other things that he had in the facility, such as he did have a company coming in with, um, uh, made, made meals, pre-made meals, um, with nutritional counts. Um, he had supplements, he had, other things I've just not added anything in. So right now it's, it's just kind of, I don't want to call it a mom and pop, but it's like a mom and pop big 24 hour gym facility that's offered from a beginner all the way up to an expert, a bodybuilder, anybody who's training for any kind of sport. Okay. So kind of an open model, people are coming in, they're doing their own thing. You did have personal training. That's no longer a part of the business model at all. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I welcome them if they want, um, but the ones that um, I think personal training in the area, they the, the trainers want to do certain things, and you know, um, the ones that were there is from one or you know, moving or um, weren't keeping up with the contract. You know, they had to leave. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. Okay, so you know, um, like with that open model. Uh, you typically have memberships. Um, so do you guys have just like one standard membership? Are there different levels to that membership? What does that look like? Um, I, I tried to keep it as simple as possible with everything okay. that was on my plate. So, um, I have started adding in more more consistent memberships as my mind has cleared and um, things have landed where they are. I was I kept it pretty simple for the first at least 16 months after his death of I just did month to month um, automated payments and um, I didn't we I didn't lock anybody in. I didn't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. Um, 
with what what might be going on with with my decisions on the gym. Um, I have started uh, providing more like a six month or 12 month memberships. I give discounts to college students. There's a local college down the road that doesn't really have a big gym. Um, a pretty big uh, group of young kids do come in. They, they enjoy, I think, um, probably not having to be around some of us older people all the time, but um, that's, uh, we do have some tanning beds. I have not even marketed that. <laughs> Um, I think he wasn't all the way into setting that up. So there's no like secure on there. There's no, I, it's just like, there's too much with me working my job and my kids that I was just like, that's on hold. Um, I have thought about adding that as a membership as well, adding it with a, with a, the fitness membership along with a tanning bed, but it's not gotten there yet. Yeah. I mean, if you're working a full-time job. Um, and dealing with everything that's happened the past year, couple years, like that's a lot, um, a lot to focus on most definitely. Um, so memberships are month to month. People are getting auto bills. Um, mm -hmm. Within that, how many members do you guys have uh, that come to the facility? We have roughly around 420 members. Okay. And yeah. so the average membership price, what is that? It's about $40 a month. Okay. So that's not, that's not horrible. I've heard a lot of 24 seven gyms charging like 10 to $20. So $40 a person is pretty decent. Um, that's, that's really good. Um, so my next question to you would be, you know, with 420 people, is that a comfortable spot for the business? Or do you feel like you have to have more members to, kind of cover the expenses and get the business in a really like profitable standpoint? Uh, I would like to have more members, most definitely to make it more profitable. Um, the space um, is a two suite space. So, you know, overhead is actually pretty, yeah, it's, it's not fun seeing the bills every month. And um, it would be wonderful to have the extra members for the energy level, of course, the space can handle it. Um, and also it would provide, you know, just extra money for maintenance and, um, even just keeping up with like the newest and best equipment that, you know, people would get excited about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More members is good for a gym like this. Like we really 24 seven, um, we really thrive off of it constantly being a constant flow of people coming in and out of the gym, um, right. you know. 24 seven, we could have somebody, we could have people there all day and all night if we really wanted to. Um, and 24 seven is also cool because it really opens up a market of like shift workers who otherwise really can't go to a typical gym and end up having to work out at home. So this really opens things up for, for those individuals. Um, exactly. So Jenna, have you guys done anything to try to get new members or has it just been kind of like, you know, most of us in the industry, that's the hardest thing is finding new members. So what, what how has yeah. that been for you? Um, you? Well, you know, there's a fluctuation. You have some members leaving for certain reasons and all of a sudden there's new members coming in. This area of Tennessee has actually been booming with new, new people moving into the area. Um, and it's right off of an exit of the highway that's in between two of the main cities up here. Um, and so, and it's, it, a lot of people are moving to the area. So, uh, as far as marketing, uh, you know, a little bit of here and a little bit of there on social media, it's been word of mouth. It's been, um, the new residents just picking up our phone, the phone and asking about the rates or just walking in and saying, uh, can I check out the place? And, oh, your rates aren't bad. And you're like really convenient. Um, other than that, I've not, I have not done much with the marketing. Yeah, I mean, it's another thing that takes up time. It uh, does. The market. <laughs> it's like small little steps to go, okay, what can I do next? But, you know, some things, it, it's been, um, God's been good in some senses of just, you know, people just coming in or coming back and they realize, oh, you, you guys didn't close. So, yeah. Is there any other gyms in the town or are you guys like one of the ones? There is... Um, I know there's one across the street kind of hidden. Um, it's really small. I've never really seen it. I, I don't know how, um, 
what's provided there. Um, and then I know there's one, I don't know about five, not even five miles down the road. That one is a pretty big one. Um, and I think that's a 24 seven as well. Um, so there are other gyms in the area. And of course, you know, it's a small little community there. Um, if people live um, in one of the larger areas, there's plenty of gyms there as well. So it's, they're, they're popping up. There's, there's a few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. Now you're kind of in a position where this gym was basically handed to you. It wasn't mm. your lifelong dream to own a gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mine either. Right. Um, <laughs> but you were handed it. And so you kind of like have it now and kind of talked off air about what your plans are and where you would like to take it. But my question to you is, have you ever considered like bringing on somebody to run the business for you? And then you just work your regular (laughs) nurse practitioner job while the business is, is running and you can kind of just stand on the, the sidelines. Have you ever considered that idea? I considered that idea if I keep the business. So um, if I decide that um, to right now it's being, it's only being, it's only open and being managed by courts saying that I can manage it. So right now it's under the courts of the estate. So it's, um, I've thought about that if I was to say, I'm going to take this on as my space. I'm not going to let it go to anybody else, that kind of thing. Yes, I've thought about somebody. And, and that actually, uh, my 21-year-old, um, I told her, you know, she's she's had a hard time since her father's passed. So she's not been able to keep a job. And so uh, we've talked and I said, you know, if I keep this, um, you know, I would like for you to manage it and you would be, you know, people would see you, they remember you. She's, she's been involved since she was 16, you know, and you know, it's something that, you know, you can, you can build something on yourself, give yourself an income and you already understand the business. Um, I've not pushed her all the way into it because she's not quite there emotionally. She's been in the gym maybe about 15, 20 hours a week now, but, um, she's been okay with that if I choose to keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting kind of idea there. Like if you were to keep it, have somebody else operate it, somebody else get systems in place to make it profitable and you be able to kind of stand from the sidelines, obviously this is not where your passion lies and that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Not everybody who's running a gym, it's, thing that they're super passionate about um, but obviously yeah. it's something that has impacted your community you have 420 members like people are using it so um it's not something that you know it ideally like i would think you probably wouldn't want it to close like if you could have have play out the cards right you wouldn't want it to close but um we'll kind of discuss a little bit more um you know for you what would you consider was the biggest challenge running a business in the fitness space? Um, I think that there's a few challenges. One of them is just the fluctuation of members Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, keeping up with the, um, for a 24 seven gym who, who are really members and who are not. Um, that was a big challenge early on. People were sneaking people in through the back door. Um, they were utilizing the personal training door when I would lock it, somebody would unlock it. Um, and um, that was probably the biggest challenge. Sometimes it still is, but it's it's gotten better. I've had to um, look at my cameras in the middle of the night. And if I see people who I don't recognize or too many people there, I've showed up in my pajamas. And uh, <laughs> that's probably the the hardest part is, you know, just keeping it open. This is a community gym. If you want to work out, please work out. But, you know, please, please uh, pay your dues so we can stay open. Yeah. Um, that I've heard that one other time. It was like several months ago that, that being 24 seven, no staff, the, 
they had a lot of issues of just people like coming in and out. <laughs> that was something that I never thought of. Obviously, being that I am a CrossFit facility, we're not 24-7. I can strictly monitor who's in my classes. But I've dealt with something similar where people don't sign into the classes and they're on like a limited membership where they only have like eight classes a month or something like that. And if they don't sign into class and my coaches are on top of like monitoring who's in the class, it's not eating up one of those credits and then they could come in or the eight times in a month. Uh, it's crazy how people are not yeah. Right. Uh, that was one of the things when I sat there and, and looked around early on, I was like, okay, if I'm going to keep this place, what, what are the changes that I would make? I would make significant changes, you know, not just like I would do a little bit of a cosmetic change. Um, cause it, you know, certain things are getting older. Um, but you know, even the access, I was just like, I, I want to get rid of these cards and, mm -hmm. Um, I saw the other day at a, at a business that I was in, I was like, okay, if I do this, I need to find out where they do it. They have actually access with a fingerprint. Um, so, you know, the, that would, I think, cut down on a lot because even, you know, through the cards, people had, they hand off their cards to other people They you know, somebody loses a card, somebody picks it up and uses it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the fingerprint thing is super cool. Um, I've seen that. Um, I've even seen like a more technological one where it's like kind of face ID type thing. So yeah. um, those are really great ideas to kind of cut down on some of that for sure. Yeah. Um, what's been your favorite part? What's been your favorite thing about having the gym? I really enjoy the energy and seeing the people. I mean, I really do like being there. I love being part of a, a community. Um, um, I love serving and, um, you know, I don't go in there and bother anybody when they work out. I don't, you know, but at the same time, you know, we can, I can talk with the members and catch up if they're what they need. Um, if they have any concerns, I like to be able to be right there and help in any way I can. Um, the energy is the main thing. I love, I love the positive energy and the, <clears throat> the feeling of like, it's a, it's like another home. <clears throat> yeah. I think that, that's really, really motivating just to see that you're creating a space where people can have fun. People can feel supported. Um, definitely motivates me every day when I walk into the gym and see that. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a great motivated, motivating factor. Now, finally, just kind of give us an idea of like what you foresee, like if you could play all your cards, right, have a magic wand, everything that you wanted happen in the business, what would that look like? Oh, that looks a lot different than what I probably is going to happen, but, um, I would like to see, um, I would love to see it thrive. I would love to see a few things change in the sense of it just growing, um, for, you know, and, and bringing back some of um, the services that were there two years ago for the community um, and for, for even for my daughter to have a purpose to um, continue doing something that she knows she loved doing with her father. Um, I would love to even see it where I'm, I'm somehow more, um, what's the word, just being able to be more involved in the sense of not splitting my time between um, the way I personally make my family income versus, you know, keeping the business open for the estate and um, that will ultimately just, that, that will go to my children. So two different entities. Um, if I was able to stay and keep it, you know, I would love to add in so many different services, including um, a hormone therapy, um, IV hydration, even compression therapy, it's stuff that's more related to performance medicine in the sense of people who are in a gym who wants to take care of their, their body and their health in that way. Mm -hmm. And you said, you know, before you told me what you would like to have happen. You said what you want is probably not what's going to happen. And mm -hmm. I want to ask you like, why, why do you think that? Um, there are so many, um, 
things at play right now and it's the location is a really good location um, the the community the members really like the location um, we've had changes with um, new owners to the building I don't own the building it's a pretty large building with a few different suites um, the gym takes up two suites and um, right now for what we have um, revenue wise, they have uh, been very generous. The new owners have kept my rent the same. Um, I'm anticipating an increase of rent um, once it leaves the estate, whether I keep it or I sell it. So finding the right owner or the right buyer um, to be okay with that rent um, if I choose to sell it uh, versus if I keep it, I, I would have to incorporate a lot. At the same time, I've already been asked um, we didn't talk about this before. Um, about two weeks ago, the property manager came in and, you know, somebody, he had somebody else looking at our space. And so they're, I think they're moving forward, thinking about certain things. They've not discussed anything with me yet. I'm just foreseeing something. And, um, but he did, he did ask and he, he's not a, he's not an owner. He's just represents them through um, the real estate part. And he said, what about, if you guys move to the other side, it's a smaller space. <clears throat> DC Fitness is about 12,000 square feet. Um, the other space I think maybe is eight or 9,000 square feet. Um, if that might be less. Um, you know, in my mind, I'm open for anything. Um, but that's where, you know, you have a smaller space. You can't provide everything that you really want to do ultimately. So there are some things that I was just trying to, <laughs> yeah, it's trying to figure out like, what's the right decision and what like this is a big decision that can impact the rest of your life it's not just like you're deciding what color shoes to wear today right, <laughs> right. and ultimately you want to do what's best for you what's best for your family and like for your life um mm -hmm. so that's a really really you know it's a decision that's gonna take time and um you won't know until the time is right. So I really appreciate you being open and sharing this side with us because I think that there's definitely somebody out there that's in this position right now where they're like, what comes next? Um, yeah. So it's very valuable to discuss that. What's something that you wish somebody would have told you before you became a gym owner? Um, it's not easy. It takes a lot of time. It's not just a simple, oh, I get to, you know, throw some equipment in a room and people will come work out with me or, you know, it's, it, it's a living and breathing entity that's, um, you have to prove yourself. You have to prove that you're trustworthy, um, you know, in so many levels. It's not even where you're even coaching anybody, but just knowing that you are going to be open and, you know, <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Um, another one, I, and, and I know you have many, many listeners and their owners, and I know most people are pretty responsible, but the biggest thing I wish somebody told Derek, you know, I tried to, but he wasn't, you know, certain things when you're married, people don't, you know, um, if you're a business owner and you have a family and you have responsibilities besides yourself, make sure you have life insurance attached to that business and attached to you personally. Um, because it's hard enough having to have somebody take over a business, but doing it with very little funds to actually, you know, push it, keep it going, provide for the family that's left. It's, it's stressful. I, that's one thing that I, and I, I don't know if fitness people really think about that because they're, you know, um, but most responsible, responsible people do think about that. But, you know, some people they go, oh, well, we won't worry about it. But that's been the biggest challenge and the biggest thing that I wish somebody would have just kind of pressed into him a little bit more from experience, not from a nagging wife perspective. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's very, very important. And it is a good tip because so many people <clears throat> like, don't think about all oh, like, I don't need it. What's going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of the outlook for most people. Um, yeah. so 
definitely a valuable thing to look into, especially when you have a bunch of assets like business. Um, But I thank you for sharing that. Now, what's the website for DC Fitness? Maybe if somebody is ever in Gray, Tennessee, and they want to come by, where can they find you? That is terrible. I'm I'm terrible. I'm a terrible owner. Um, no, um, his website was tied up with someone that I have not been able to get a hold of. Okay. And so that I so I've actually this young one of one of the young men that work at the gym. Um, he's actually one of my son's friends. And he's getting into computer stuff. He's been dabbling in building a website, but it's not up. <laughs> We're on Facebook. <laughs> That's okay. okay. (laughs) Guys, if you want to check out DC Fitness, if you're ever in Gray, Tennessee, just Google it. I'm sure you can find find them on maps. (laughs) It's really the mom and pops. (laughs) And Jenna will be so happy to see you guys. Um, Jenna, thank you for being here today. It's been a and listeners thank you for tuning in don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes please hit like and subscribe if you want to join us for an episode here at the gym lords podcast fill out the link in the description our team will be in touch with you soon as always until next time gym lords out thank you for listening to this interview but don't go anywhere we still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest, a duo, Amanda and Ashley with Hit for Fit out of Midland, Texas. Ladies, what is going on? Happy Thursday. How are you feeling today? Hey. Hi. Great. Hey. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we. We're, we're excited to have both of you on. And we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Hit for Fit. But first, let's take a step back and give the viewers some perspective. So if you can, whoever wants to take a lead on this, if you can describe Hit for Fit in your own words and what you guys do and kind of explain how you would describe it to somebody. Okay, I'll take this one. Um, we have a um, studio gym that I, I really love bringing people into, especially we live out in the desert. Um, West Texas is an oil field community. And we when people step into our gym, they feel like they're, they're, they're out of town, that they're visiting somewhere else. They literally say that this is like an oasis. Um, we have put so much emphasis into the aesthetics of the gym to be clean and to be very like industrialized, but um, almost like a fancy, like for a gym, it's beautiful. It's well-designed. It's very um, strategic in the way that we have placed everything. And um, we offer multiple different facets within one community. So whenever people come in, it is like an adult playground. Um, there's, it doesn't matter what phase of fitness that you are in, there's a space for you, whether you are like brand new walking in, have never fitnessed before in your life, or you're an advanced athlete, like there is a space for you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love how you guys serve such a broad audience and it's very welcoming. I think that's one of the biggest things you have a good community. And so Let's start with the bare bones basics, ladies. Um, you know, how many members are you serving currently? We have about 235 members. And then we have a, um, a couple of companies that have memberships as well. So. Oh, yep. Yep. Gotcha. I understand what you mean. Okay. And so for you two and for Hip for Fit, I guess, in this case, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people interested and through the door? I would say our social media. Yeah. We have a great social media. And just, um, and we're also word of mouth. community. Yeah. Yeah. We do our community. Yeah. Our, um, referral base and just the way that people come in and normally whenever I'm asking, like, how did you hear about us? Because we're, 
my husband and I were just having this conversation last night. We're not, we're like off the beaten path. We're not in like the most beautiful, most, you know, traveled part of town. We're downtown where you wouldn't necessarily see a fitness community. So you kind of have to know you're coming here to, to find it. Right. So it's not, we don't get a lot of traffic around to bring people in. So it is really what we're doing and who we are. Um, and then people just being happy with coming day to day and then talking about it and bringing people in that way. I feel like referring and people bringing in their friends and family is what has brought the most growth. That also that we do, like, uh, we'll do events in the park. Oh, yeah. We'll do them at the beer garden. Yeah, we're very involved within the community. And then we also give back to the community. We're involved in um, fundraisers and stuff that way. So, yeah. So a lot of versatility. That's a good thing to have. And that's awesome. And so now, let's say this. I mean, uh, with where you guys are at in terms of, of member capacity here, I mean, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go from where you're at now? Well, actually, we are going to open another gym to help service the, the bigger community because Midland has another town close to Odessa. And we have a, um, several people that live in Odessa that travel all the way over here. So in early spring of next year, we're going to open another gym. And if you're a member there, you're a member at this gym as well. Wow. Basically going to double our size, but our members will have two choices to go for a gym. It will offset the classes by 30 minutes. So if you can't make middle in class, you have time to get over to the Odessa class. That's awesome. I think yeah. that's so unique to you, though, the fact that you remember that they're going to love that. I think they're going to yes. love that. We've already gotten um, really good feedback on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm even excited about it. I'm not yeah. even it. <laughs> but that's awesome. That is awesome. And I always like to throw this question in here too, and we kind of move on to um, a different topic. But before we get on there, I like to say, you know, with the amount of members you guys have, I mean, how are you able to maintain and track and understand these metrics, right? Of how long they've been with you, when they started, like how do you track that stuff? Our uh, method of doing that is through Zen Planner. So if you go into our Zen Planner, you're able to track all of that how many classes they've attended, how long they've been with you and whatnot. Yeah. And makes it pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we do have um, just as far as like the spacing and how we accommodate for the amount of people that come in day to day and per class, us having the different programs kind of allows for us to kind of divide up um, who is in what space where. Um, at any given time, we could have a cycle class going on at the same time as a hit class with a strength class and a yoga class. So there's four different areas of the gym that can be utilized at the same time, spreading out the class so that you don't have one coach overwhelmed with, you know, the amount of people in one class because it's the opportunity for four different right. places. And yeah. we have nine to 11 classes that we offer a day. So there's plenty of choice for everybody to get wow. in. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. And uh, so I'm going to throw a little bit of a longer winded question here, and this is a good question in itself, but um, if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. But what we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are going to be three pillars of business. That's going to be one, your lead generation, right? Getting people through the door, getting them interested. Two, your acquisition, getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. And then number three, your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? What would you say? Um, I was like getting people in the door because yeah. they don't know about, you know. Yeah, because yeah. our retention is amazing. We're, yeah, knock on wood, it's, it's been great. We have yeah. some really, really core group of just long-term members. Um, mm -hmm. And that, like I said kind of before, that is what generates the most of our growth is just our word of mouth. So um you know, yeah, just getting our name more out there um, mm -hmm. intentionally, you know, through maybe marketing or um, different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, I mean, we we do a lot that we give to our community outside of, you know, they pay their membership and then we, we give. Um, so as far as like getting more, you know, income from the individual, that's not really what we're about. That's not our goal. Yeah. Yeah, so we would rather them, you know, feel like they're getting more from us than us. feeling like we're trying to get more from them um, so that it's more of us giving than us taking. Um, and then I feel like in that 
return, they do bring more. Um, they are more involved in our community. They do give back when we do benefits and fundraisers and um, because they feel, and we do work so hard to give the fit family vibe of, you know, you're not our customer, like you are a part of our family. Like we're not, you know, waiting on your, you know, debit card to hit through before no. we're, you know, having conversations. Like, and we're constantly, we are um, upgrading and maintaining the gym equipment and everything. We're, we listen to our members and we try to give them everything that they want within the members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, that's, 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 it's not yeah. about us. It's all about them. Yeah. No, and I love that. And I appreciate the honesty and transparency. I think at the end of the day, again, we're, we're all the right answers are your answers here. And so <laughs> I think it's totally fine, right? That you're not trying to pull more from them. I mean, you have your methods and what your beliefs are and how you guys want to run your facility. And if it's working well for you guys, which it seems to, then that's totally fine, right? Um, but I think the biggest thing is providing that value where they do feel like they're getting the better end of the stick here. And they'll spend more money with you inevitably. Right. It's about the lifetime value in this case. Right. Right? They'll right. stay with right. you longer. No, we do have coaches that do that offer personal training, you know, so that brings back a percentage to the gym. And like we have nutrition coaching that they wanted to do something like that, that provides a value to them. But that's not something that that's like if they reach out to us, you know, we offer that. Um, but for the most part, we just want to provide the most within their day-to-day -day community of it. Like everybody's getting the same, you know, opportunities. And but I feel like we're thing. like constantly trying to find ways to give back to our members. What can we do okay. to improve, to, you know, listen to what, the, what their needs are. And community events, like we have an upcoming um, Halloween trick-or-treat party that we'll do when we decorate the gym and do like a haunted and bring all the kids in and no charge, you know, just something that is fun that keeps people um, with the gym in every aspect of their life. Like the gym is part of their lifestyle. It's not just a workout. It's like it's their identity. Their family. Yeah. It's not their whole family. We offer childcare. We also have a dog run so they can bring their dogs to hang out and play while they work out. So it's, it's trying to encompass, encompass the entire family. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. <laughs> it's, it's that it's that second home for them. Yes. And so I'm going to throw uh, two more questions at you guys before we finish up here. And and uh, you know I like this question because I I mean you guys kind of alluded to it a little bit, but if you want to put it in like a little thirty second like I guess game plan of the future here, it's what's the bigger picture for you and hit forfeit in like five ten years. In the five to 10 years, all right. Still maintain what our mission is, but expand to Odessa. And we also filed uh, franchise documents with Texas. It would be great if we could end up with one or two franchises. Again, like Ashley alluded to, it is not about the money, it's about our mission. And we don't wanna get big, too big that we lose sight of our mission. So that's what I see over, you know, five to 10 years. If, you know, that we have four or five hit for fits, including our one here in Odessa, and we can maintain our mission, then that's what it's all about. It's not monetary. It's getting the message out, live a healthy lifestyle and include your entire family in that lifestyle and, and do functional movement safely. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, and congratulations on, on really going in that in that direction hard there. I think that's amazing. Um, and and I got one last question. And I'm curious to see if you guys are going to have the same answer here or if it's going to be a little different. But uh, if you could go back in time here to when you guys first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Mm. The very beginning. I'll let you go first. <laughs> That's a loaded question. It, yeah. You could do anything. Anything. That's a big one. It is a big one. Anything different. I know what mine would have been. Start earlier in life. Don't be afraid to start. Like I'm going to be 57 this year. And if I could have started this 20 years ago, that would have been amazing. But it's scary. It's scary to get mm -hmm. out there and get started. And you have to take that chance. You have to believe that, you know, if you do good things and you support everyone around you and you put out good karma, it's going to happen. You just have to think positive. And that would be my thing is I really wish I would have started it sooner. That's why I rely on Ashley because I keep saying, Ashley, you know, 10 years from now when I'm, you know, <laughs> or 20 years and when I have a cane and I'm walking, you got to run this thing. 
Yeah, I think um, I didn't. St- I didn't start it originally with her. You had already been open for about, about a year before mm-hmm. I came on, so I wasn't from the ground up. But um, I have definitely learned so much um, just being beside Amanda and kind of watching her do business. And um, I think her having her CPA and having that financial aspect behind everything changes so much because I am a very sensitive, emotionally driven, emotionally charged with the way that I, you know, like how we said, we want to give so much to people. Um, so I think one of the the biggest things that has influenced my growth with her is that you do, yes, you do want to be in that um, mindset of, you know, what can we do for you? But also you have a bottom line, you know, you do have to, you know, at the end of the day, come out ahead and it's still a business as much as you, you want it to be this family, this net, you know, net family, you, you cannot give away your work for free. Um, you know, you have to your business like a business. And, um, that's something that I've had to learn and struggle with. And she's like, Ashley, you know, at the end of the day, like we have to look at our expenses and if we do this, then that means this. And, you know, if we're adding here, we're having to take away here. And so I think for me, it would just be coming in like, treat your business like a business, treat your members, yes, as family, but also as you you have to maintain that income coming in. If you're, you know, treating it like a family and you're giving things away and you're, you know, letting things slide or, okay, this month you can't pay, like, you can't do that. Like at the end of the day, love big, but also maintain that business aspect of your, you know, you're still have to pay your coaches. You still have to pay the electric bill. You still have to be able to pay yourself. So. I'm going to tell you that was a mic drop of an answer. Way to close it out. (laughs) Like it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, I mean, please shout out if you have any Instagram, Facebook website, anything you guys have, where can people find out more about you and the facility? Our Instagram is probably the best. We have um, an amazing Christine Wallace. Um, she's Christine Schumann on Instagram. She's amazing. We love her so much. She's also one of our coaches. She does an amazing job of um, maintaining our social media. So it's just at Hit for Fit. That's our um, Instagram. We we have Facebook, but we're not as um, involved in as you know. It's not it's not a big yeah. We mostly go through. And then our our website is hitforfitmidland.net. Yeah, .org.com, you're going to send rerun it, but yeah. yeah. There we go. There we go. We absolutely uh, appreciate we, your time. Oh, go ahead. Go Sorry. Ahead. No, I was just going to say, we um, also, just being where we are, Midland is a very well-traveled, people come and go, um, and we love having drop-ins. Um, we do open gym for every single class. So if you come in and you're from another gym and you want to do your own programming, um, you're more than welcome to come in and we have like the lowest drop-in of anywhere in town. So, um, (laughs) yeah, we love having people come in and and play fitness. So there we go. There you go. Good, good to know. Good to know. Uh, well, uh, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution in the podcast and we actually look forward to see what you guys can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds here, just so I know how you can get the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and send everybody else out over here, okay? Okay, okay. thank you. Thanks. Awesome, yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. 
What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Brandon Blinn of Blinn Fitness coming to you from Woodenville, Washington. Brandon, what's going on, my man? How are you today? I am just delightful. And yourself? Tremendous. Excited to have you here. And, and I'm excited to dig into this because there's an interesting backstory to how we got here and an even more example, interesting example of how you operate this business. Before I totally steal your thunder and, and paint all over your canvas, for context here, Brandon, for people who aren't familiar with Blend Fitness or what you do, give me a little bit of background. Elevator pitch. What is Blend Fitness? How do you describe this to people who don't know? Oh, it's one of those places where you have to kind of be here to experience it, but the best way I can put it is we are a community-driven gym. Uh, we have we have a very I have a very strong background in powerlifting. I've been competing for years. I got all the knickknacks and all the all the toys for the gym. But really, the biggest thing about our gym is the community and the fact that we have uh, 15 different people working here under one facility, all working together, helping one another. Uh, we're a private training facility that emphasizes on one-on-one -on -one training, but we have group training as well. Um, but the biggest thing I think that people really love about this is they can come here and be themselves because I'm weird by myself, like as I am, like I'm just a weird person and that is what it is, but I can be myself at my gym and I feel like that allows other selves, other people to be themselves without walking into a gym, without fear of being judged or fear of having to impress other people or fear of not being good enough. And so I think the biggest thing for that is like people can come to this gym, get work done with some cool equipment they may have never seen before and be safe doing it. Yeah. I, I talked to a whole bunch of gym owners throughout the week and time and time again, I hear the story of, I had been a part of one or multiple different other facilities and never quite felt at home if you will, or, or comfortable hundred percent. And so people venture out on their own. And I think a lot of the time entrepreneurship is the result of people looking for a service like this and they couldn't quite find it. So they just went and opened it themselves. It sounds like that's similar to, to your experience. Is that right? 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, I love just any gym environment, right. But it, it makes it, it makes it, much more special when you can go to a facility and you know you have like your deadlift days and you know there's going to be people there that will cheer you on and there's something said for that that can't really be put into words that's just very gratifying to each individual because at the end of each day all we want is to feel like we belong to something and I feel like that's what our gym provides to people who are in the area who want to go to gyms because when you go to a 24-hour fitness let's say you got a heavy deadlift I mean you might get more so at a gym like that people like oh look at his form or oh you know like kind of just talking bad about things we don't have any of that and i feel like that's what brings the community together yep so take us through kind of the the evolution of this when was it that you officially got this started and how did that evolve over the years to get to where we are now okay i remember this vividly but i told myself as 17 i said i'm opening a, i told my stepmom actually i said hey i'm opening a gym and she goes okay Brandon I said oh because I was like that was like a that was like a, I don't know if you could do that I, I heard that when she said that so um I went to college I was like oh man I can't I, I was under the impression of like oh you got to get a degree and get a job and do all that thing so I was like okay I can't go to school and get a degree if I don't get a scholarship so I just use football as a tool to get a scholarship to Shattern State um and then from there after I actually left a semester early finished online and started working at LA Fitness because I want to get my, my feet wet in the industry coming back and so I was working at LA fitness for like two years, but also I know this is, you're not supposed to do this. We are already got in trouble for it. It's fine. But I was training on the side. I was training on the side, but I was training in another town on the side and they actually fired me. I ended up going in renting space out of another studio. And that studio was like, here's our prices. I was like, I'm starting out. How do I afford that? Bought the smallest package, grew up from there, got booked out. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have enough people to actually go get my own spot. But then to kind of cover myself, I was like, but what if this client drops off? You know, like entrepreneurs, we think of worst case scenarios. So you're thinking, what if they drop off? 
And so then I actually found another trainer who wanted to rent space to start his business. And that was kind of to help one, help someone else grow their business with me, but two, also it kind of helped give me that peace of mind. As time went on, more trainers started coming. We started getting more members, more clients. So I've got another facility actually across the parking lot. We expanded from there, grew out of there. And then we actually just moved into this spot uh, about a year ago and we're still building it out. Yeah. Also another common theme in business. We <laughs> humble, humble beginnings. We got this started with, with very few resources and just made do with what we had added a few things here and there. And it sounds like you're in a far different spot now from that first oh. location, but oh, yeah, still kind of under construction and, and building it out in that time, the, the eight or so years that you've been working on, on getting to where we are now, what's been your favorite part about running this business and then follow that up with what's been the most challenging part about running this business. Cool. My favorite part of running this business is watching the growth of the business as a whole, as well as the community growing and the amount of support. So I really, I, to me, I love looking at the gym every day and thinking, what would make this gym cooler? Like what's something another gym doesn't have? Like we have, we have neon lights up on the wall. We have just like, we have a mural of like a forest paint on that. We have different things in the gym that just kind of like make it feel good. And so I really love watching the growth of the business as well as the community evolve and then the people involved with that who are getting the results. So I like just seeing the growth of everyone around me. Like that's, that's really cool for me to see. I've had people come up and say, Hey, you saved my life. Like how do you even put that into words? How that feels? You're like, wow, like that's, that's insane. Um, the hardest part I would say is when I was in the storage unit and I actually bought a $300 squat rack off Amazon I got a dumbbell set off of uh, Craigslist for like 800 bucks. I made a deadlift platform out of some plywood and I had a bench that I got for my birthday for my dad when I was 16. And I had that. What else do you store. need? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And I, and I had a few weights and I was like, guys, I'll train you for free. And uh, so I actually used to train a few people for free. Um, and as I got them results. I was like, you follow what I say, I'll get you results. I swear I'll get you results. And they stuck with it. And I actually ended up getting clients from them. And that's when I was like, Oh my God, I, this is going to work. And I was able to work out of the storage. unit. I remember one time I had a client, it was uh, it was snowing outside and I had no heat or lighting in my uh, storage unit. We actually trained at like four in the morning with a lantern in the snow in a storage unit. She was 50 years old. Doesn't get any better <laughs> than that. So we, we had, we had, just we have these incredible people that are so committed to training and it doesn't matter where you're training at it because if you make it an experience and you make it enjoyable for them they're gonna they're gonna train wherever you know and I feel like that was the hardest part is having that confidence to know I'm good at this I can build this this will do it and getting to that point where it's like okay we don't need to focus on what if what if let's just focus on the now and focus on what we can grow this into yeah and so what's been, what's been the challenging part? What was the opposite side of that coin? What's been the, the hardest thing for you running this business so far? Honestly, for me, as a, from a business standpoint, I'm not very good at marketing. Uh, marketing is, I'm getting better at it, but the hardest part is getting people to know about it. Because there's people where I'm at right now down the street that will be like, oh, I didn't even know you're here, right? And I'm like, what? I'm like putting things everywhere. Um, marketing in that aspect and then just getting this the startup costs to get a spot is difficult because you need to save and getting gym equipment is also difficult because you need to save i had a gym owner that i talked to a while back he owns big iron in bellevue and one thing he told me when i was there he's like don't lease your equipment i said why he's like well because in the event anything ever goes wrong they can always take that back so i've always just in my head i'm like i'm gonna buy it and when you're doing it that way you got to save up save up save up Okay, boom, you could either pay off debt or buy new equipment. So it's about managing money and making sure that your priorities are straight. I don't, I haven't paid myself still. And I'm, I don't know what year in business I'm on, but I've been here a while and I still haven't paid myself because I just, I just keep it all. So managing money and making sure that you're putting it back into the business and not recklessly spending it. That's, that's pretty challenging. But once you get a hold of it, it makes things a little bit easier. Yeah. A, a common theme that comes up here with people that we talk to or is that, 
the, the skill set to be a great trainer or great coach and the skill set to be a great business owner are really far apart. They're completely different things. It sounds like those are the, the business owner skills are more things that you're working on and, and keeping in mind. You mentioned the marketing, you mentioned financial management and, and kind of in the realm, realm of accounting. Those aren't things that most personal trainers have to think about, right? Yeah. So now we get, to, we get to practice and develop those skills. As far as the business model here, talk to us a little bit. If I walk through your doors, what's available for me? Is this mostly one-on-one -on -one training? Do we have group training? How does that, how does that function? So when you walk in, um, it's, you're going to walk through our medical spa up the front. So right off the bat, the wife is running the front uh, medical spa where they do skincare. They have, she has two estheticians and we have a barber where you have a front desk being built out right now. You can walk through that. When you get into the gym, we offer group training. We offer 24-7 memberships, and we offer one-on-one -on -one and, and also semi-private group training. We're predominantly a one-on-one -on -one training gym, though, but I also have – I think we have 70 members. I keep a cap limit, though. This is actually something I haven't heard other gym owners do yet. I'll keep a cap limit because my thought is I'll kind of ask feedback from my clients, like, hey, what machines do you want? What do you like? Like – and a lot of them like, I like that I don't have to wait for equipment. And then I'm in, so our gym's about 4,500 square feet. So my concern is that if I start, if I have 500 members and I start getting people walking in and they're having to wait for a bunch of equipment, that's going to turn them off. They're not going to want to come because I have to wait. So I keep a, a cap limit on the memberships, but yeah, those are all the things we offer here. So cap on the membership, but not on the personal training, right? We're not limited to. No, 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 no. Yeah, we have yeah, you can train as much as you want. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so plenty of, of opportunity here. Walk me through, you mentioned that, that you were learning a little bit more about marketing. Walk me through what's been working from a marketing standpoint, just to get people through the doors or, or even aware that Blend Fitness exists. How are we able to do that, at least so far? Um, so I use social media a ton. I mean, not a ton. I, yeah, I use it a ton. I use Instagram. That's what I used when I was first starting out to get my marketing. Uh, not so much anymore. Like I'll still go on it and be active, but the biggest thing that I'm using in marketing is optimizing my SEO. So if someone comes into Woodenville and they type Woodenville gyms, I want to be at the top of that list. I, I want to make sure that when I'm doing things, I have my address filled out properly on, on the internet. I want to make sure that it's being pushed out to the right people. I want to see what, how long people are on my website and what page they're going to to make it better. I want to optimize the user-friendly side to make sure that if they're going on my website, it's not slowing down, it's smooth, it's presentable. Um, really making sure that all of your information is added up. So I have someone right now that's helping me with my SEO search to get um, – keywords like keywords so if someone searched gym personal training will pop up first and i feel like that's a huge aspect that we're not really taught you know like same thing with accounting and business yeah. we're not we're not taught these things so we're out here just winging it like i people like what how do you do it i'm like honestly i'm guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> i try it and if it works i stick with it yeah you gotta be you gotta be resourceful as a business owner you can't just be like oh i don't know how to do it well you better figure it out because your business relies on it and so i'm, I'm falling into this thing of where I have to figure out how can I optimize and make the business be in front of them so they can see without being too salesman because I'm not a salesman I can't I couldn't I can't sell just playing out I can't sell I offer a product and if you want it I can provide it but if not that's totally fine but letting people know we're here is the biggest thing and so optimizing keywords and searches like that on the internet are huge sure and I, there's a lot to unpack there but I kind of want to go step by step at least the SEO portion of this, if we're a fitness business or any business, any small business in 2022, people are searching for us, but they can't find us. They're going to go somewhere else, right? Yes. My, if I'm looking for a trainer, my first move, without a doubt, personal trainer near me, if I'm looking for a gym, without a doubt, my first move, fitness gym near me, whatever, some variation of, of those searches that's a that's a lead that is looking for a service and if they aren't finding us they're going to find somebody else right I, yeah. I commend you for focusing on this you mentioned one other thing and it's the, the social media side of things it blows my mind when i hear that 
gyms, especially because the fitness industry is built on social media. If you are not active on these platforms, you don't need to be an expert. If you're not active in some sense, people are going to find you some or find somebody else. They're going to find another solution. Facebook, yes. Instagram, all of these things are, are really, really paramount for gym owners. You mentioned the, the SEO side of things. We, we had somebody help us out social media as well do we have like a third party or an agency or is that something you're doing no i've tried that and the issue with that for me uh i've tried i've had a few people actually careful if you hire one of them because i actually hired someone on a freelance site and they actually bought followers and messed up my algorithm like a few years back and i caught them buying buying followers i was like yeah. dude come, yeah. come on man and and then i've had someone try to like they tried to do posts for me but like the thing about my facility is it's not like a it's I've branded my personality into the business. So like I'm the only one that can be me. So by hiring someone else, it doesn't work because that's not me. And when they try to be me, it doesn't sound real. So it's not authentic. So I, I have to do the social media because it's me. You know what I mean? Yep. And I feel like if you're not using, yeah. I still have to be me on there because if you're not using social media and it's, it's, it's so simple because if someone searches trainer and you don't respond or they don't see you, they're right onto the next. Cause we're all about instant gratification. So they're going to go right there. Oh, nope. Okay. Next. And then you just yeah. lost a client that could grow your business. So it's, I think it's pinnacle to make sure that, that you're on the screen and being present and showing what you're doing. And I feel like that in itself of showing even just stories and posts of like you and your life or your clients and your business, people can get a sense of who you are. I've had people that say, Hey, I've been watching your stuff for two years and now I'm going to train with you because they oh, yeah. wanted to see, they wanted to see what I'm about and who I am and what I know, but had I not put anything, I just lost a client. I think that plays into a statement that you had earlier where you said, I'm not a salesperson. I don't sell. If you're looking for a service, I'm here for it. 2022 is the most educated buyer, right? People are able to see your facilities, see what you do, see people's reviews. We have more information than ever before I ever step foot in it. I think that kind of plays into it, right? That is the sales process from the first interaction. They don't need to, we don't need yeah. to have these kind of used car salesy gimmicks to get people in. You're, you mentioned about transparency and about honesty that whole thing is sales process, right? That from the moment they discover Blaine Fitness, that's that's yeah. part of the sales process. And so it all it all plays into each other and everything contributes. For you moving forward, how do we grow this business? What's the future of Blaine Fitness? Where is where is your focus gonna lie moving forward? So my biggest focus right now is in my head, I wanna get a facility in my head that is one of the top facilities in Washington state. And I want to make it look that way. So I'm doing a lot of cosmetic stuff actually around the gym right now, you know, just making it look more presentable because we moved in. When you move into the new gym, you have stuff you're like, okay, I'll throw it there. And you never really come back to it because you're just so wrapped up in the business. So now what I'm doing is I'm coming back around and I'm focusing on how can I make this facility better on looking and expanding and getting more equipment we're actually connected. So we're in a warehouse and on the back side of us, there's another business. And to the right of us is another business. And my thought is I have a gut feeling that one of them will leave at some point and we can take down that wall and expand out that way. Uh, if that's not the case, then I do want to eventually at some point get a standalone facility close to here. But in order to do that, um, I'm starting to look at hiring people to bring in more work. Uh, I, I'm getting the, the trainers are all booked out. And I'm just trying to get the gym filled now. So that, that's why I'm going back into marketing because I'm like, well, we're all booked out. So what more do I do? Well, I get it. I get more people. And then I'm going to start hosting seminars as well and doing things like that. We just did a fundraiser recently to raise $1,000 for mental health awareness. So doing events and getting out in the community in that sense and making a difference in the community and not just in the gym, I think that's going to help expand as well. Yeah, I, it's a... It's a fun question, the, the where are you going kind of question, because it's open-ended, right? You can go any direction you want. This is your business. You can do whatever makes sense for you. It's, it's cool to see where your head's at and kind of the systemic way of thinking of here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. 
and it may even evolve, right? You may start to fill out the gym and then decide to go a completely different route as you move forward. That's a pretty we good actually, place to start to wrap our, go ahead, please. No, I was just going to say also, we have a um, upstairs area that I've never touched. It's like a top floor of the gym and we, there's nothing up there except a few pieces of equipment. But part of one of my goals I'd like to do is I would actually like to do a half and half. So half of it rubber and uh, we'll do a tempering area and kind of like a therapy area. And then to the left of it, I'm going to have hardwood floors. We can do like yoga and other classes like that. So that's another goal. But again, marketing, money, money to build out, to expand. So it all, I feel like marketing is the answer. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, for, for small businesses like this, uh, typically is the answer to yeah. a lot of questions. Fantastic place for us to wrap our conversation up. Before we sign out of here, man, where can people find out a little bit more about what you do or, or the business? What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can they find you? Uh, you, can, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Blinn, B as in boy, L-I-N-N underscore fitness. Um, you can also check out blinfitstudio.com. Um, that's pretty much where you can find everything out about everything. Fantastic. Simple and straightforward. Brandon, man, this has been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate your willingness to contribute and, and share to the greater conversation as a whole. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you because it sounds like you still have a number of cards to play with this. So we wish you nothing but the best, man, and, and I'll be watching for sure. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episode, hit like and, and subscribe. Excuse me. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.